stage, you know, it's just, you know, you do a good job. Hey, uh, good morning. It's great to see, I already said good morning, I'll say it again. Um, welcome to those of you here, obviously in the auditorium, but those who are joining us online and uh, those who might be listening to the podcast later on. However it is, you're connecting with us today. We're really glad that, that you are doing that, that you're part of today's experience. I'm Shannon, uh, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church. And uh, before we um, go into the message today, I just want, I want to tell you the three places that we're going to be in Scripture um, so that if you have your Bibles, you can find these places or you can write them down. And of course, they'll be on the screen in a little bit. But we're going to start in Romans chapter 12, which has been our theme verse for the series. This is where we've been hanging out, and we're going to try and say our verse together in a minute. Uh, we're going to start in Romans 12, then we're going to go into the Old Testament. We're going to go over to Genesis chapter 2, and then after we look at uh, a, a little bit there, we're going to jump over into Exodus chapter 20. So Romans 12, Genesis 2, Exodus 20. And we're in this third week of our series called the 167. And of course, what we've been doing is we've been looking at, okay, there's 168 hours in a week. We come to a church service where we're here for an hour or so. And so what do we do with the other hours of our life? What are we doing? How are we saying, God, I want to engage you. God, I want to live into your purposes, all those things. Like, what are we doing with that? And so we have been looking. And the whole reason we built this series, we built this message was based out of Romans chapter 12. So we've been trying to memorize verse 1 from the message together, and um, maybe you've gotten good at it. So I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to look at the back screen. I'm going to try it, but I want us to say this verse together. So you'll see it up here, I think. So here we go. Ready? Say it with me. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life you're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Okay? Those are the, I mean that that's it. That's the 167. There it is right there. It's like here, here's your life, every part of your life, every aspect of it, place it before God as an offering. And in the first week, we said, how do we do this? Well, you just kind of look at this passage. You can say, we worship God with everything always. Like, there is nothing that we should have to withhold and say, oh, no, I can't worship God with that. Like, that means if there is, then we say, okay, I need to rid that of my life. I need to change how I'm living if I can't worship God with this part of my life. Or, or I can only, you know, Justin kind of talked about it earlier with when he prayed and read some scripture was like, we don't want to have just certain aspects of our life. No, everything always. So we talked about that the first week. Last week, we talked about how we worship God with our work, right? We don't, we don't worship God like with who we are at our work, but we just say, here is the work we're doing. We're going to worship you in it. Today, we're going to go on the opposite end of the spectrum from work. We're going to talk for a few minutes about how do we honor God with our rest, our rest. And uh, some of you are going, I'm really good at resting, so this is great. And some of you are saying, I, I don't know. Now, before we really jump into that, I want to read the remaining part of Romans 12:1, and then also verse 2, because this whole passage encapsulates what we're talking about. This is talking about like examining our lives. It says this, 
Um, so we've said we place our lives before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. So, I mean, this is like, okay, we're going we're gonna to look at God's word and say, okay, God, what do you want? All right, I'm going to apply this. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Friends, that's what we do all the time. That's why we're doing this. That's why we're here together. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out, readily recognize what he wants from you, and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, and let's all agree with that, that's what happens, God brings the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. This is what we want to do. So we worship him with everything always, we worship him with our work, Today we're going to talk about worshiping with our rest. Anyone guilty of this line of thinking? I'll rest when I get everything done. I'll rest when I get it all done, right? So maybe you're a, maybe you're a list maker and you make your list of things you got to get done. And you go, okay, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. I'm going to check these things off. And when I'm done with these, then I can rest. That is not a bad way to discipline your life. Okay, that's a good thing. Um, but has anything unexpected ever popped up in your day? Anything you didn't expect? You know, flat tire, canceled meeting, added meeting, somebody got sick, you got a call from the school that your kid was within 4,000 feet of someone else, and so now you got a quarantine. Like, what, like, but suddenly, your list, now you, so then you go, um, okay, so, okay, I've got to take some of my Monday stuff and add it to my Tuesday list. And before you know it, because uh, other things happen, it's kind of the mentality starts to go like this. I've got this list, and once I get everything done this week, then I'll rest. Anyone? Oh, and then what happens when it's like, once I get all of this done, at the end of the week, or at the end of the month, maybe I'll take an extra day off, and we will rest. See, it can, it can add up, it can build up. And so the real question I guess I would ask for each of us is, when is everything ever really done? Is it? Is everything ever, isn't there always something else to be done? And friends, this is what I would call the great sin. This is the great sin. And it goes all the way back to the garden. I've been working on our next series um, starting in February. We're going to take a good... A portion of like the first, I don't know, 13 to 15 chapters of the book of Genesis. And we're going to spend February and part of March in Genesis and looking at how we see the gospel in it. So I've been all in, I've been all hanging out in the garden and hanging out there for a while now. And, and so it's on my mind, but I'm telling you, this is the great sin. Goes all the way back to beginning to creation where you and I, we put ourselves at the center of everything. We are the ones that it's all on us, like, like, like we spin the world. Like everything's got to happen. Like if, if I don't stop, if it, you know, what we're saying is, you know what? I am the center of all this. I am the engine of all this. I am the life force of all this. And we believe that if we stop, then, then the world stops with it or our, our little version of it. 
have created this little world and I can't stop. And, and I mean, I alluded to it, but how many of us had kind of a, a wake-up call with that mentality with COVID? Like, because you get the call that someone in your family has to quarantine, or you actually got it and you had to isolate, and suddenly your world changes. Like, suddenly your world comes to a, a screeching halt. And, and guess what? The real world, the one that God created, kept on spinning. Kept on. Now, was it... Um, was it messier when you had to stop? Was it less organized? Was it not run the way that you probably would have wanted it run? I am almost certain that is true. But the world kept on spinning. And so we have to be careful that we don't put ourselves at the center of it all. So here's some truth to rattle if you have find yourself prone to this mindset that you've got to keep on no matter what, that the idea of rest is just a, a someone else will do that, someone much lazier than you and less responsible than you will rest. But you can't rest because it's all on you. You spin the world. You are the engine. You drive this. Here's a little truth to lay on you. Even the creator of the world rested. The creator of the world rested. In Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 and 3, we find this. It says, So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. That's a, that's a really, that's a list right there. Check, check. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, so he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. Even the creator of the world stopped and rested. God, I mean, God is powerful enough to rest powerful enough to rest and this to me is an example of how bad you and I might be at, at being our own little gods I mean do a quick inventory okay do a quick inventory and see like have you maybe assumed this minor god status have you just kind of taken on this this role or maybe someone's given it to you but but if if you have a responsibility that you truly believe that nobody else can do but you or if you think that if you if you can't be present then it can't happen whatever it is or if you place your worth in, in maybe the, the well-meaning words of people saying, nobody can do it but you, there is a, a possibility, a very real possibility, friends, that if we believe those things, if we think those things, if we've allowed someone to put that pressure, that burden on us, that we've kind of assumed this, what I'd call a, a minor God kind of status. And hang with me here, because I just want you to take this next step with me. In Exodus chapter 20, verse 3, we find out how God feels about when you and I take on like a, a God-type mentality. He says, very plainly, you must not have any other God but me. No other gods before me. There will be no other gods. I am God. 
And friends, he was talking about you and I just as much as he was talking about a carved wooden object or some precious metal formed into a statue of something. He was talking about you and I and how we view our world and how we run our world and how we think how important we are as just as much as some inanimate object. You must not have any other God but me. How do we honor God in the 167? We honor God with our rest. Go down to verse 8 in Exodus 20. Starting in verse 8, reading through verse 10. God says this, Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. Now, we don't have the time, and maybe we'll get into it this coming week in, in the podcast that we've started, uh, the 167 podcast that we, that we have put out on Thursday mornings to just offer something for us to live into the 167. But we might go, we'll go into this a little bit more in, the, in Exodus 20 about what does it mean by Sabbath and how does the Old Testament law go into where we are now as people in the New Covenant and all that. But, but the truth is that there is a, a day of rest that God has given to us. The truth is, is that God desires for us to be people who rest. Now, you know, you read in, in the New Testament where, you know, it doesn't, some people argue on which day and, and wh what all does the rest look like. That has changed in the New Covenant. But that doesn't take away the, the, the importance of us to rest. God rested. We rest. So here's a definition of Sabbath I would offer to you and as we talk about rest. It's Sabbath is rest and engagement with God. Okay? Because sometimes you hear the word Sabbath and you think, oh, that means I got to go to church. Sometimes you might hear Sabbath and think, oh, well, that means I get to stay home and take a nap. I mean, but Sabbath is rest from spinning your world and engaging with God. Important to note, because some of us, we might be really good at like monster napping. You know what a monster nap is? Monster nap is the kind of nap where you wake up and you don't know what day it is. You don't know if it's light or dark out. You don't know if you've missed three meals or like you just don't. That's a monster nap. Some of us are good at monster naps, but maybe, maybe we're not that great at the engaging God part. And so just a nap is, is not the kind of rest that I'm talking about today. I mean, there's a whole other list of things that I was looking up this past week that I just wasn't able to fit into this message. Probably mention it this Thursday, but it's like there are so many like physical and mental benefits. I would say blessings that God gives us when we rest. And so, I mean, it's, it's like we were made to do this. So here's a question. Do you know how to rest? Do you know how to rest? Do you know how to nourish your soul? Like, the, the, you know, how, how God rested. Do you know how to Sabbath? Do, do you know how to Sabbath? And I think the best way to answer that question is to ask another question. So do you know how to Sabbath? Then ask yourself, do I know when I Sabbath? 
Do I know when I Sabbath? Do I know when I rest? Because if you're going, I I don't know when I do, then the answer to the first question is no. (laughs) If you don't know when you Sabbath, then you don't know how to Sabbath. Like, do we know? Have we thought about this? Have we planned this? Have we put this into our 168 hours of our week? That I'm going to Sabbath. Because see, when we rest, when when we truly rest, what we do... Okay, it goes back to the first week message. When you and I rest, we, we take our hands off of what we've been holding on to, what we've been spinning, what we've been keeping going, and all this stuff. What we do, when we rest, we release that. We open up our hands. And we offer it to God. This is what happens when we rest. But if our hands are on everything, and we're living like we've got to keep our world spinning, we think we're at the center. Friends, we don't spin the world. We don't spin the world. And I really don't like today's message because I feel like it's a confessional. Do you know what would happen if you chose to say no? What would happen? Like, if you chose to say, you know what, no thank you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to send my regrets, I'm, I need to truly rest, I need physical rest, I need spiritual rest, I need to engage God. What would happen to the birthday party or the cookout or your second cousin's wedding? What would happen? I will tell you what would happen if you chose to rest, is that the birthday party would still happen and the cookout would still happen and as long as you're not the one marrying your second cousin, that wedding will still happen. (laughs) Oh, there's nothing like a good snort laugh to really just... All these ha- you, do you know why all these would happen? Do you know why? Because you don't spend the world. You don't spend the world. Rest. It's important. God did it. God did it. Now here's where it can get a little murky, and I, I want to touch on this just for a moment. Some might say, you know what, you're right, Shannon, I need to rest, and I've just been going, going. I just go, 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 go. I go Monday through Saturday. I go. And so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to choose to rest on Sunday. And I'm going to sleep in. And I'm going to take a nap. And then I'm going to nap again. And and a a good Sunday nap is is holy. I I believe that. But but there are times, and I'm... And I know, like, I'm talking to a room full of people who have made the decision to be here today. Today, I know I'm talking to some people who are watching online, and they've said, no, we're going to stop what we're doing, and we're going to engage with the body of Christ. I know that. But I want to say this because I think that, that you might ha- be prone to this. You might have been prone to this. You might be finding yourself leaning towards this and going that way. Or you know someone who is in this place right now. Who are there, there are times when there are some who will choose the one hour a week out of 168 hours. There are some who will say, I'm going to choose that one hour and 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 the opportunity that that I could be coming together and celebrating who God is and praising his name and being with one another and some will say, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to connect that way. 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that in that small time frame that's been set aside that like everyone knows that that's the time, right? Not even gonna tune in, not even nope, I'm exhausted from all the other things I probably should have said no to during the week, but I didn't. And I would just say this, Porch community, we are no community at all if we neglect to be together. In person, online, in prayer, in conversation, in in community groups, in serving other people together, in sharing a meal with one another. I was talking to a friend earlier, was talking about how she and and her, she teaches school, and she and like her core group of teachers have become a community group. They pray for one another, they share things with one another, they are each other's support. We are not really a community if we neglect to be together. And we, if we neglect that, if we, if we say, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rest in a time that couldn't, when we could be together, when we say, no, I'm not going to engage with, with the people that, of God that I, I made a commitment to engage with, no, I'm going to take this small window of time and instead I'm going to, I know it's been set aside out of the 168 when I could be with other believers and all that, but I'm just going to withdraw, I'm going to call it rest and I'm going to go mow the grass or I'm going to go binge watch 12 episodes of something that I'm sure is really glorifying to God I'm going to rest I'm resting go watch some football or play a little golf I'm not saying those things you know But let's not neglect each other. Let's not neglect the opportunity. Let's honor God. We are no community at all if we neglect to be together. So we have to be careful how we use the word rest is really the point I'm trying to make. We have to make sure that we're not using it as like some extremely thinly veiled, a quite obvious excuse for what is actually just, I don't want to, (laughs) or laziness, or maybe disenfranchisement, you know, with the church got to be careful. See, the Sabbath is a day of rest that is dedicated to the Lord our God. That's what Scripture says. The, the Sabbath is a day of rest dedicated to the Lord our God. And so the whole point of this series, and actually any message I probably will ever put together and share with you, is to get you and me, trust me, to examine our life. To examine our life for for hidden or not so hidden hypocrisy, right? To 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 maybe to go. Okay, what are are there some lies that I didn't even know I've been telling myself about what it means to follow Jesus? Like, are there lies that I have believed that other people have said? And and are are there like are there inconsistencies in my life? And and for us to hold those up in the light of Scripture, in the light of God's Word, you know, and say, all right, but this is what I've told. This is how I've been told things are, and this is just the way it's going to be, and this is what everybody else does. For us to hold all of that up to hold up the mentality that we're the ones spinning our world and everything depends on us and we better not stop and we better not rest for us to hold all of that up in light of God's word and then say, oh, I need to realign myself with God. There's some things that are not in alignment with God's word. So 
let's just call it for what it is. I think a lot of us need to say, you know what, I'm not very good at resting. Not at the definition that you just gave. Rest and engagement with God, not very good at it. I'm not that great at worshiping God. I'm not always good at community, I'm, but I'm really good at worshiping myself and, and my life and my schedule, and I'm really good at lying to myself about how devoted I really am. Devoted to God, devoted to other believers, devoted to the mission of, of the purpose of the church, and I'm just not that great at it. And I truly believe that if, if we follow the example of our creator God, we followed his example and we rested even for like a, a small amount of time I believe that we would recognize in a much deeper way in a much more profound way our need for God that if we truly rested that we would, we would see our need for the Holy Spirit like guiding us and leading us we would actually hear the Holy Spirit's voice instead of drowning it out from all, all that we've got to do. That, that we would, that by recognizing and stopping and recognizing this, that we would, we would have a, a more Jesus-focused intentionality. And we would understand that we have been created to live in such a way that we honor God with everything, always. That includes our rest. To rest reminds us that we have to depend on God. To rest is a reminder of how convinced you and I are of God's word. Oh, he said to rest. Am I convinced of that? If so, we should rest. For your spiritual health. There, there needs to be moments where we just step away from being the one always doing everything. We just step back. And instead we say, God, I'm going to sit at your feet. I'm going to sit at your feet. I'm going to rest. I'm going to listen. I'm going to pray. I'm going to worship. I'm going to rest. Because I don't think we can truly honor God in the 167 until we know how to truly rest. Would you pray with me? God, we... <laughs> this is what we want to do God and we recognize we need your help God we want to take our everyday our ordinary lives ordinary we want to take our rest and and our sharing meals with one another. We want to take our, our going to work and, and, and doing the work that some of us love to do and others of us hate to do and some of us are somewhere in between. We want to take just all the 
the walking around life, the running errands and doing hobbies and the things that we like to do. And God, we want to place all of that before you as an offering. God, we understand that we should embrace what you do for us because it is the very best thing that we can do for you. And God, would you help us by your word? We don't want to be so well adjusted to the culture around us that we fit into it without even examining our lives and comparing it to your word. Because there are inconsistencies. There are hypocrisies. But our desire is to align ourselves with you. God, we want to affix our attention on you. And we thank you for Jesus who changes us from the inside out, who brings us new life, the forgiveness of sins, the redemption that we all need. God, we want to recognize what you want from us, that we want to quickly respond to it. God, we don't want to be dragged down, pulled down by the immaturity of the culture around us. We want to be well-formed in maturity with you. And God, I believe that starts with rest. Rest. We pray all these things. We believe all these things. We hope these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.